May I have your attention, please? We are controlling transmission. There is nothing wrong. The horror crime. Whether it's a ghost, a spirit, or an entity, they all feed on it. That's the whispering, the footsteps, the feeling of another presence. You won't have a chance to change your minds later. Because there'll be no way to get out. We have such sights to show you. They will say that I have shed innocent blood. Nope. What's blood for? If not for shedding. Have you checked the children? Whatever you do, don't fall. Boogeyman is real. That is better. They're coming to get you. What's up, everybody? You know what time it is. It's another episode of the Horror Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, JT's in the house. Partner in crime's a great expression for this episode. <laughs> That's kind of what I did. <laughs> a little improvising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's up, everybody? Uh, it's kind of chilly out here where we're at. It is, it is. What do you think of my makeshift studio, though? Guys, he built a dungeon. He I, has me in it. <laughs> I put Ryan in a closet. <laughs> no, it's nice, man. Cuts out the... Yeah, open. I mean, it, it cuts out the the echo. I mean, there's still a little bit going be, on, but, right. you know, I figure until we uh, get the real studio built, this will work for now. For sure will. For sure. So, until uh, it falls down on top of us. Yeah. Making things interesting. But, yeah, uh, but then um, somebody so, will talk about our ghosts. Yeah. I'm definitely haunting people, I can tell you that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Someone's getting haunted, for sure. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Today, guys, we are going to be talking about something that um, is pretty close. So we're what about an hour, hour and a half away from yeah, there? something. something I mean, it's like not that. very far. I mean, not very far uh, at all. We're talking about the Missouri State Penitentiary, <clears throat> the old MSP. Yeah, and uh, we're actually going to be going there sometime. Yeah, we we haven't been there yet. They've been doing these tours of the. It's it's really cool. They do several different kinds of tours. They do like a history tour uh-huh. where it's just. They take you through the prison, they tell you the history about it, and then they do ghost tours that last anywhere up to four hours, yeah, really, you, and now they're offering yep. an overnight, overnight experience. Actual um, ghost uh, hunting, basically. Yes, yes. Doing EVPs and all that stuff. 
Um, Which if, I'm planning on doing that. Yeah, if you guys are into like <laughs> ghost hunters or ghost adventurers or any of that, any of those shows, they've all been here. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I we both just recently watched the Ghost Adventures one. Yeah. Yep. Which is good. Zach Baggins is a dick. Yeah, people say that, man. <laughs> just, I just had to. Everybody does. To. But you know what, man? One thing I will say about him. No, he's guy. fine. Well, one thing I'll say about him in the show is this. Yeah, he's making money. But I really think the dude loves this stuff. He loves what he's... Well, I mean, he wouldn't have been doing it for as long as he's been doing it. I mean, how long have they been doing it? Oh, this? yeah. Well, not only but, that... But I think I saw something the other day. Like they've got twenty seasons. Twenty-two. This is the twenty-two seasons. 22, I believe. Yeah. So I think they've been doing it for eighteen years. So I think. Yeah, because there's, there's they have multiple seasons. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the thing is with him is like I was t- well, I was talking to somebody else about this. We were kind of talking about Zach. Oh, he's just a mockery. I'm like, well, you know, thing is this. You now don't get me wrong. You're not going to get haunted like we said before. You're not going to get possessed every time you walk into a room. Unless you're Zach Baggins. However, however. Or Bagans. Who are we? Who are we to say what he's feeling and what he's not feeling? That's true because I do believe there are people out there that can feel and sense things more than other people. Yeah. Um, that is not me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I am, I'm not like, I'm not psychic. I might be a little psychotic, but I'm not psychic. Uh, <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> Psychosocial. Psycho. Uh, but uh, no. I kind of get feelings and stuff like that, and I can tell you that, you know, he's doing what I would love to do. He's getting paid to freaking, you know what I mean? He's getting paid yeah. to do what he loves. He's getting paid to go check out haunted places and stuff like that. Any of the guys on Haunted Mansion and all this other stuff, blah, 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 museum, I mean, you know, just to get off that fact, this yeah. part yeah. of it. But anyway, We're not here to talk about Zach Bagans or whatever, but... It is what it is. But, I mean, if you guys are interested, they did do a really good episode on it. on the Missouri State Penitentiary. I liked it. Um, For sure. Yeah, it turned out really cool. But I think I'm going to let JT kind of get into some of the little history and opening up. Oh, this my chair farted. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so history of the Missouri State Penitentiary. So, so the state of Missouri was actually admitted into the U.S. in 1821. Jeff City was designated the capital in 1822. The governor at that time, his name was John Miller, he decided that, you know, we need to do something to make sure that we remain a capital. So they enlisted this man. He was a stonemason. And I'm sorry, I don't know the guy's name. I forgot <laughs> to write it down. But uh, he built the first capital building in 1826. The governor, around the beginning of the 1830s, there were a bunch of uh, cities in, in Missouri. I almost said St. Louis. St. Louis was one of them. <laughs> but there was a bunch of cities in Missouri that were vying for capitalism. They wanted to be the capital of Missouri. Uh-huh. They wanted to take that away from Jefferson City. So the governor, which his name was, was uh, John Miller, he decided that, you know what? We're going to build a state penitentiary. And we're going to build the biggest one we can. And if we do that, that will make us the the more viable option for a capital for the state of Missouri. So that's what they did. In 1831, he proposed that they build uh, the Missouri State Penitentiary. So they started on this penitentiary in 1832, 1833, somewhere around in there. And 
it was completed in 1836. So they opened this prison in, in 1836. The first inmate inducted into the prison, inducted, (laughs) interred, I'm sorry, (laughs) he was interred into the prison, was Wilson Eidson, and he was from Greene County, and I found out from doing some research, he was actually put in prison for larceny, and it was for a theft of stealing $39. Oh, yeah. This guy was put in prison for two years for stealing $39. Yeah, man. Man, times were tough back then. Well, yeah. Tough. 39, 39 bucks wouldn't get me around the block right now. Yeah, I see. Um, <laughs> so anyway, when the prison first opened, <clears throat> the first inmate I told you was Wilson Eidson. Uh, the prison consisted of one guard, one warden, 15 inmates, and one foreman who was in charge of the bricklaying. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> construction which interestingly enough they used the inmates to build most of the buildings in this place Uh, they had a quarry on site they would go out they would cut the rock they would bring it back and build this building so not only are you imprisoned in this place you've got to put it together yeah okay they uh they built most of the buildings in the inside the complex and also later on built the brick wall that goes all the way around and encompasses the complex and then after that the warden put them on hard labor building some of the the homes and the mansions around the outside of it they built the warden's house and several other mansions outside the property yeah yeah yeah, hard Man, labor. That's hard labor. Cutting them rocks, just so, chipping them rocks away alone would be freaking ridiculous. So uh, later on, the first female inmate was a woman named Amelia Eddy, and she was interred in 1842, which was really interesting back then because they didn't have prisons for women. Mm-hmm. These uh, These prisoners were coming from all over the country. At that time, the Missouri State Penitentiary was the largest prison west of the Mississippi River. Yeah. And through its time, okay, we'll just get into some some numbers here. So the Missouri State Penitentiary uh, was open for 168 years from night or, or sorry from 1836 to 2004. Yeah. 2000, mm-hmm. They closed their doors on September 15th of 2004. Um. In that time, they were the longest, or at that time, they were the longest operational penal facility west of the Mississippi. Uh, They were open 100 years before Alcatraz. Yeah, because 1836... That's hard to imagine. (laughs) Well, yeah, and you know, well, think about it like this. It opened in 1836, right? They got their first inmate in 1836. Right. The same day... As the Battle of the Alamo. Mm. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, the Alamo was falling in Texas whenever they uh, opened this prison. I mean, that just tells you how old it is. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. It is. It really is. But, uh, you know, there's been some changes at the prison. There's been some new new buildings built. There's been some old buildings torn down. There's been some old buildings destroyed from riots. Um yeah one of the interesting facts for me is is kind of i'm kind of going to jump ahead in time here was 
the executions. Uh, Missouri State Penitentiary has a gas chamber. It's still there. It's yep. still standing. Um, you can walk inside it. You can tour this place. You can go in and sit down in the two chairs that are inside their gas chamber. Uh, I think that's pretty cool that you, you can actually do that. In fact, I watched a video of Penry Rollins doing that. He was in St. Louis, and he went over and took a tour of the penitentiary. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Black flags, uh, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the p- penitentiary, they had executions from 1939 to 1965. In that time, they executed 39 people in the gas chamber. The 40th victim, there were only 40 executions in the prison. The 40th, I don't know, do you call them a victim? They're, no, I mean. Uh, they're an asshole that, you know. Whatever happened, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Way, so anyway, the the 40th person executed was in 1989, and that was the last execution at Missouri State Penitentiary, and he was executed by lethal injection. And, you know, one thing, just talk about real fast, you know, that there's only 40 executions so people are like okay well there's only 40 executions but this place has there's a reason why it's called the 47 bloodiest acres yeah you know the bloodiest I mean? 47 acres in america yeah and um let, let alone on the property yeah there's a on the property right not even very i think they said like 100 yards away or 100 feet or something away from the gas chamber there's a parking lot yes and under yes. that parking lot there are hundreds of bodies from prisoners who died from uh, an, some kind of uh, disease that outbreak. Yeah, there was an outbreak, an outbreak in the prison. Disease. So there's hundreds of bodies just laying underneath them. Well, yeah, and it was also, you know, other inmates had murdered people. And oh, yeah, we'll, get, there, into, we'll get into that. There's definitely but, uh, murders, but, I mean, just that alone, having those hundreds of bodies there. The one little you know? thing that I want to add about the executions was, is after 1989, all capital punishment was moved to Potosi. Yeah. Uh correction facility Mm -hmm. so and i mean you know we can go ahead and talk about it since we're talking about the executions the first woman to be executed you know and she was um executed alongside her name was bonnie heady i think that's how you pronounce it right and she was um actually in the gas chamber alongside carl hall and they were charged with the uh Green Greenlee's murder. The, the Greenlee's. It was an Killing. abduction. It was the Bobby Greenlee's abduction. And yeah, here you um, go. So it, if you guys are interested in the story, I'll just read you a little excerpt from their article. Um, it says, in September of 1953, Carl Alston Hall and Bonnie Emily Brown Heady kidnapped Bobby from Notre Dame de Sion, a Catholic school located in Kansas City, Missouri. The kidnappers were drug-addicted alcoholics then living together in nearby St. Joseph, Missouri. In the early 30s, Hall had attended Kemper Military School in Boonville, Missouri with Paul Robert Greenlees, Bobby's adopted older brother. Hall had planned for years to victimize his former classmate's wealthy family. So this guy had been planning this stuff for years. Since I mean, he, was a kid, he, he met this kid's older brother and he said, hmm, let me see how I can make some money off of this. So basically, Hall and Heady, they took this kid from the school. Um, they took him across the state line to Johnson County, Kansas, where Hall shot him dead with a revolver. They then took 
his body to St. Joseph, Missouri, and buried him in the backyard of Heedy's house at 1201 South 38th Street. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. After the murder, Hall and Heedy sent Bobby's father a message demanding a ransom of six hundred thousand dollars. That today's standards that'd be oh, about five point six million. Millions, yeah. Okay. So Greenlee's desperately trying to save his son. He, you know, held off the police and the FBI paying the money. Hall and Heedy collected the money and fled. At that time it was the largest ransom ever paid in American history. Whew. And remained so until nineteen seventy two kidnapping of Virginia Piper. Yeah. Which we'll get Never into that story yeah. way later. But uh so so these two kidnap this kid. Yeah. They kill the kid, and then after they kill the kid, then they get their answer. Then they send the ransom letter. So Hall, because uh he was convinced that police would trace him trace them to Saint Joseph, he randomly decided to drive to Saint Louis. Now this is where the story gets really interesting for me because I grew up in Saint Louis. They ended up holding out at this motel off of Watson Road called the Coral Courts Motel. Now, growing up as a kid, I knew that place. Drove past it all the time. It was one of those. It was a no-tell motel. You could rent rooms by the hour. And it was kind of interesting because each room had its own garage door. You could actually hide your car inside the garage so nobody would know you were there. Oh, shoot, yeah, dude. Yeah. It was a pretty cool place. It it has since been torn down. I'm not (laughs) sure what they built there, but it's completely gone. But... uh, but once they got to St. Louis, uh, he, uh, you know, they were staying in this in this room at this Coral Courts Hotel. Uh, one of the associates, a former uh, prostitute named Sandra O'Day, was supposed to fly to Los Angeles and mail a letter Hall had written. It was thought that this would divert police attention from St. Louis. However, O'Day caught a glimpse of the ransom money and decided to, you know, turn it on him because she wanted part of that money uh the st louis police soon learned that uh hall was flaunting a large sum of money and they brought him in for questioning hall eventually uh implicated hetty uh the police found hetty at an apartment at uh 4504 arsenal street also in st louis yep, I know, right where um, and discovered bobby's body in a shallow grave in her backyard Bobby Greenlease was later uh, interred in a mausoleum at Forest Hill Cemetery in Kansas City, Missouri. The kidnapping and murder scandalized the nation and soon led to federal uh, indictments for Hall and Heedy. Both pleaded guilty to kidnapping and murder and were executed together in the Missouri gas chamber at the Missouri State Penitentiary on December 18th, 1953. And to my knowledge, they are the only two that were ever gassed at the same time. Same time, yep. That's, um, what, I, that's what I read. <clears throat> so, uh, Heedy was only, uh, was one of only two women since 1865 to be executed by federal authorities. The other was Ethel Greenglass Rosenberg. Since the federal government did not have any execution facilities, it used Missouri State's facilities to carry out the executions. Ooh. 
So these were federal executions, yeah. not state. Yep. Okay, yeah. they were executed by the federal government, yeah, the FBI exactly. or whatever. But they just used the Missouri State Penitentiary gas chamber to execute them. Yeah, and because like, and this place is in our backyard. Yes, that's what I'm saying, man. This is awesome. Like we can go there and check it out, just like let you know, uh, Lent Mansion. Mm-hmm. Lent Mansion's right up freaking yes. another hour and a half yeah. away from us. I mean, oh yeah. We're, we got some pretty good places that yeah, are not do. too far away we from do. us, man. But uh, back into the penitentiary, you know, um, we we read what that it housed fifty two hundred. It at its highest point, and this was sometime during the nineteen forties to nineteen sixties. Uh-huh. It housed somewhere around fifty two hundred inmates. Yeah, um, fifty two hundred inmates in one place is a huge amount of people these cells were made for three inmates and they were putting six per cell oh wait till we get to talk we'll just wait till later we'll talk and then about the whole, and then we'll talk about death row later in the whole yeah yeah we'll talk about that later but um a couple other you know famous people who were incarcerated you know inside of one i i want to talk about charles pretty boy floyd you know I'm such a pretty boy he first arrived in 1925 and he was released in 1933 when he continued to steal and rob and murder and all that until, you know, later on he was uh, killed after being apprehended at a farm. And uh, the police shot and killed him. He was also known as Pretty Boy Floyd, but he's uh, they also said that he was the most dangerous man. Or the, what was it? The most dangerous man alive is what they call him. Wow, that. wow. Pretty boy Floyd. There were some colorful fellows in the penitentiary. Well, one cool one though. <laughs> there usually are. You know, you one cool one we you. talk we need to talk about is Sonny Liston. Yes, the yes. boxer. Which is crazy to me. I didn't know this, and I'm a freaking you know I'm an MMA fan, boxing fan. Right. You know, right? But he actually, I, I'm not a huge, huge boxing fan. But anyway, Sonny Liston he just likes to bo- watch boys beat on each yeah. other. Yeah, <laughs> he learned to box. In the prison. In prison, yeah. And um, he later became the heavyweight champ, as everyone knows. Um, he served uh, two years in 1950 for armed robbery. Um, you know, he was one of 17 kids. And uh, Wow, I didn't... Wow. He was illiterate. Um, you know, it just wasn't all that good for him, you know what I mean? Like, he kind of had a rough upcoming of it. So he was robbing to live, you know what I mean? And then basically he got incarcerated, learned how to box in prison, and um, they said, hey, man, you're good. He served his two years, got out, became the world champ. You know, that's a heck of a story. And I know there's probably one you want to talk about. There is one that I want to <laughs> talk about. Um, we're going to talk about one of the most famous people was, uh, was Charles Lee Ray. No, James. Or James. <laughs> I got ah. you on that. I got you on it. James Earl ah. Ray. James Lee Ray. That, that's my fault because I freaking told them every time I think about that name, all I hear is Chuck. Charles. Charles. Yeah, Lee yeah. Ray. And that's exactly what I was talking about. That's funny. We're going to cut all that out. <laughs> no, so. we're not. Yes, we are. Because I have the power. I have the power. The power. Uh. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> Charles. It just flew Earl. right out. Hey. <laughs> Okay. Wow. So, okay. So, one of the other more famous people that a lot of people will know was James Lee Ray, was incarcerated at uh, 
Missouri State Penitentiary. He had actually been incarcerated there for seven years. Um, he ended up escaping. He's one of the very few inmates that escaped from Missouri State Penitentiary, and he escaped in a bakery truck in 1967. In, yep. in It was towards the end of April of 1967. He escaped, and he was on the run for almost a year. And then we all know... The history on that, yep. April 7th, or I'm sorry, April 2nd of 1968, he assassinated Dr. Martin Luther King, King Jr. After in Memphis. Escaped. Yep. This was after he escaped yeah. Missouri State Penitentiary. The walls. The bloody walls. Yeah, you know, I just... So he he did all that, and he then he... You know what, though? I mean, there's a lot of... So where did he go afterwards, though? Did they... I didn't hear well as far as prison wise. Yeah. Um, you know what? Your guess is good. I didn't even look into where he went I didn't after either. he got assassinated. I didn't um but he got killed. they killed he didn't they kill him? Did they kill him? I, that's kinda what yeah, I Yeah, because I remember now. well was Look at us not doing our research. Well, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um he wasn't part that part wasn't involved in the penit in the penitentiary, yeah. so yeah. but um I know that there's a big conspiracy about did he actually do it? Yeah, because there was a lot of people it, it's that... Just like, there's a lot of people... It's just like Lee Harvey Oswald. You and know, that, I don't, actually, that's 100% bullcrap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a I grassy guess, knoll. Well, it's just... If you know anything about that... And, and yeah, not only that, yeah. but the government has already came out actually and said that you know there was more than more one than person what? involved. And more than meets the eye. The magical like bullet. Fucking Transformers. The magical bullet shit. They, they just so happened to find that fucking bullet on his Yeah, how the hell did the bullet go through the vice president? lapel and hit the well not only that that, well that's not what they said they said it came from the back of him hit his hit his like went through the back and everything came out his throat hit another person in the freaking wrist came back hit somebody or whatever maybe it bounced off that big chrome radio (laughs) in the in the well here's the thing though the bullet they found the magic bullet was like pristine magic bullet (laughs) that's what they call it the magic bullet theory hey isn't that what you make your drinks in yes the magic bullet but i mean dude it's yeah it's all bullcrap it, okay. I can start a whole other. I can have a whole other podcast. We're gonna move on to a different conspiracy <laughs> I here. I can have a whole other podcast about that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of lay back here and I'm gonna let Ryan tell us some ghost stories. Yeah, because I got um, there's like I said with the, with the hundreds of bodies being buried there, no one knows who the hell they are really. They're just laying underneath the ground underneath this, and all this stuff has happened there. There's a guy named Tom Wells. And he was a former corrections officer there. Yes. yes. For a lot of years. And um, he, he from this is coming from kind of the part of the show that we watched the other day with the ghost hunters and stuff like that. I listened to that interview. And in the interview, he was talking about how he was, it was at count time. So they had to mm-hmm. count, head count, you know. Yeah. And all the inmates know that they cannot leave yeah, during it's, count time. It's at count time, I mean, you know. So he said he was talking to one of the inmates. And they seen another inmate kind of walk out the door next to him. Yeah. What what you guys got to understand is all these guys in the prison, they have a uniform. Uh-huh. Uh, they have to wear, I think it was gray slacks. I think it's brown. Or brown slacks and a white, white T-shirt. And a, and a brown, yeah. like, long sleeve shirt. Yeah. And um, so they both seen this guy walk out. So, you know, Wells was like, you know, that's just, he knows better. 
than yeah. to walk out. Well, it's disrespectful. He, he never really said anything. He just walked over to the door and started looking. Yeah, he's only seen a guy. And then the other inmate walks up and well, says yeah, to when him. He, when he walks you know. out, when he walks out to go look for the guy, he's like looking around and the guy, he's like, hey, hey, you know it's count time, you know, and the, there's no one there. Yeah, yeah. And the other inmate that he was talked to kind of walks up to him. He's like, you ain't going to find that guy. Yeah. And he's, and, um, you know, he's like, what the hell? So, I mean, he, so there's, I mean, he's seen, well, both of them seen a ghost walking out and, um, basically there's no one there. And, you know, of course they do tours there now. And, uh, there's a tour guide there and her name is, uh, Maggie Scott. And, um, she does regular tours there and stuff. And she was in a hall. <laughs> <laughs> Told her, and I was going to have the worst problem with that. Uh, we'll talk more about a hall in a little in a minute, but uh, she was in a hall, and she was sitting, you know, during a little tour. They were doing like an EVP session or something, and um, they were sitting in chairs. And she said she felt like someone. They were sitting talking, and all of a sudden, she felt someone come up and like put their hand on her shoulder from behind and grip as hard as they could and pull her back. Out of her chair. Did they say, hey, baby? One yeah, day <laughs> it didn't say nothing. And then, so she freaked out, ran out, and left, you know. But she's still doing tours there, which, I mean, that's pre- I mean, you got to be pretty tough to freaking, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's the thing about those places. It was so, so run down and dirty and just yeah. dank hallways and reeked of sweat and sex and violence and blood and, and, and these guards are working in there with these people. Yeah. And, you know, the conditions were just deplorable. No AC. Yeah. Uh, some parts of the prison didn't even have heat. You know, and these <laughs> and these uh, guards are... <laughs> Sorry. I'm these thinking, guards you are... Said, you said sex and stuff, and I was thinking about that movie. He's like, the sex you want, you ain't getting. The sex yeah. you're getting, you don't want. <laughs> Maybe they need to the spoon. Oh, oh man. but... but uh, uh, but these guards were working in this place, and you got to give it up for these guards because these guards, they they roughly when this prison, you know, we're talking, you know, even in the 1900s, we're only bringing home about 15 grand a year. Yeah, you know, to put their life on the line every day and deal with these people in these deplorable conditions and getting yelled at and spit on and you know, yeah, and, just um, a vicious place. Well, and you know, and the people say that. People who go there, they say they get scratched, they've been pulled, they've been grabbed. Um, lots of stories about, like, you know, pictures they've taken and stuff like that. People hearing this, hearing that. Um, but, like, there's a story in here uh, about the riot of 1954. And um, there's a group of inmates. They hammered through a wall, through a brick wall, right? And... They were hammering through his wall because there was an inmate they were going to go try to kill because he was supposedly a narc. And that guy's name was uh, Walter Lee Darnell. And, and what was uh, weird about that is they hammered through a wall that was like, I don't know, 10 cells down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they hammered through. They this, hammered through the wall to get to, to the get hallway. To get to that hallway. But and this guy's sitting in that hallway just listening to yeah. the chisel, and he yeah. knows what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, they get, they, I mean, he's sitting there listening. Think about that. You know they're coming for you. And they're sitting there, and they're just hammering. And you hear that, and then all of a sudden, Ka-tink, they get through. Ka-tink. You know they're yelling shit. You know. Yeah. Um. So they get through to get to him, 
and they bust open the cell door and they beat him to death with a hammer. Yeah. Yeah. And that he was in cell number 48, mm. which cell number 48 is considered one of the most haunted cells. It's where the murder of Walter Lee Darnell took place. And it's a hot spot for activity. You know, people report having like high electro- electromagnetic fields there, um, disembodied voices, uh, even the feeling that that feeling of dread and like death yeah. and pain yeah. that Darnell would have went to went through, uh, feeling a sadness. You know what I mean? Right. Um, they also feel someone breathing down their neck. So, and this is all in cell forty eight. And I mean, it's, it's people, a lot of pictures, you can find a lot of pictures of cell 48. A lot of people say, Oh, look at this. There's something back here. Or something yeah. Here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, EVPs and stuff like that. You know, um, it's a, a story like that. You know, you just got to imagine how it would to get beat to death period. Well, and, and you think about the, the violent end that the, these people, you know, came to, it's no wonder the place is haunted. Yeah, it's the energy, man. You know, I mean, it's so much negative energy. It's got to go somewhere. And you know what's crazy is, uh, I was listening to, it's not crazy really, but people talk about science. Oh, it's got to be with the science. But there's science now talking about how objects hold energy. Yes. There's, yes. They hold feelings. Well, we all know that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. destroyed. It's It's, it's got to go somewhere. So, I mean. It's scientific. It, the, science, the science is out there, you know. Well, okay. <clears throat> so, we talked about. Cell 48, which is in A-hole and all that. Did you just say A-hole? A-hole. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ryan did it first. <laughs> hey, man. Got things on my mind. Yeah. All this yeah. prison talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got me clustered up in this wall wow. here. My ready has a fun in this closet. Well, you know, think about that. This little room that we're in is not much smaller than these cells these guys Exactly. Were in. So. We're going to talk about A-Hall. A-Hall, which is the oldest building at at the, you know, prison. It's, um, I think, 140-something years old, 146 or something okay. like that. Okay, well, it opened in 1868. So. Um, it's also referred to as Housing Unit 4. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it's a huge building. And it was built by the inmates. It built, yeah, built by the inmates, and it's just... Basically, you walk into this into this building, and it's just uh, cells stacked floor to ceiling, mm-hmm. all the way to the front to back. And it's it's three stories, four, or four, four, four stories. Four stories. And it's kind of cool because there's like catwalks going across. Yes, all along the top, all, all, way all along the top on each floor, each floor. There's a catwalk going from one side to the other. There's like two or three of them per level. You know, this place is pretty big. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. I don't know. Did you ever see how many cells are actually in it? I didn't look up how many they were, but I know that, uh, like I said. But I know pictures I saw of it. It's huge. And it's stacked floor to ceiling, so you got everybody, you know. Um, But the thing, A-Hall is like supposedly the most haunted area. A lot of people, I know that, um, I believe it was Maggie Scott, the tour guy, said she doesn't go there. She won't do tours in it. and uh, it's also home to the hole. Okay. Okay. Um, and death row. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about death row in a minute. Right. But um, something interesting about the A-Hall is 
now it escapes me. I forgot to write it down, and I meant to write this down when I ran across it. At one time, okay, so the A-Hall has had inmates interred in it ever since it was built in 1868, okay? Yeah, it's a lot of history. It's always had people in it, except for there was one period of time where after the riots in 59, the roof caught on fire. Yes. They had yep. to replace the roof. And there were stories about the inmates actually sleeping out in the yard during a sleet storm. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, crazy. Because there was no roof on the building. And that was the only time that that building did not have anybody in it was while it was under reconstruction. Crazy, dude. You know. But these inmates were actually out in the yard sleeping in sleeping bags during a sleet storm. Fuck. <sighs> This place was brutal. Oh yeah, brutal. I mean, and you, you, that, that's why there's just so much there. You know, it's like we talked about that energy. Um, I, I can't wait to start actually getting to these places and checking yeah. stuff out because I mean, the energy. We're gonna start doing it soon. Yes, and the energy of these places, man. Like that's what I love. I love that feel. Like you I want to fart in the a hole. Or. <laughs> Oh, there's going to be something going on in someone's a-hole for sure. Whoa. <laughs> We're going to do a little reenactment here. We're in a confined space. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> oh, man. My wife was loving on me earlier. If I left, she'll be me to leave. <laughs> you already got loving in the a-hole. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, that'll be a song for the penitentiary. Loving, loving in the a-hole. That's probably actually already made. Probably, I guarantee you can look that some bitch up. It's probably a probably Cardi right. B fucking song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we'll get back to the... To the actual hole, not the a-hole. Ah, <laughs> the, the actual hole. hole. And uh, this was like an absolute nightmare to be in. Yes, yes. The hole, um, I mean, there was no light. There was no air, no fresh air. There was right. uh, no heat, no air conditioning. Yeah. Like, there was nothing. It was basically just yeah. a so hole in the ground. So what they did is when they created this, this hole, they... They dug down into the bedrock, mm -hmm. and they carved these cells out of the limestone. Okay, so the walls of these cells down there were thicker than the normal walls yeah. of the cells that were right above them. And this is where they put the worst of the worst. Yes. Uh, I had saw a number that at one time they had had like 70 people down there. Yeah, 15 people to a cell. It was... It was like, all right, to put it in perspective, they basically dug a hole in the ground, opened it up a little bit, carved into the wall, no windows, no lights, like Ryan said, yeah, no air conditioning, air, no heat. Uh, the door was solid iron, so no, no light came through that, and they would throw hay on the floor for them to sleep on, and all they got was a water bucket and a chamber pot. That's it. Yeah. Period. And there was one guy, and I don't know if you caught his name, his uh, firebug was the oh, guy. Yeah, 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 he yeah, tried yeah. he he was a pyromaniac. Um, and then the guy's name escapes me. I'm sorry I didn't write down more information, but I should have. But this guy, uh, uh, they called him Firebug. He tried to set the prison on fire and got caught. He ended up spending 17 years in the hole 17 years straight and when he got out he he wrote a book about 
I think it's called 18 years in a grave in a grave or in the grave in the yeah. grave or something like that uh yeah i mean you're talking spending 17 years of your life in complete darkness yeah, with no communication with anybody you'd be blind when you come out and these guys they were only granted one hour of activity a day and it was in a fenced off yard right outside yeah. their yeah, the whole there. So, the solitary confinement is yeah. what it was. Yeah. So they were granted one hour a day of activity, and then they went right back into the hole. Yeah. Man, I t- <laughs> God dang, dude. And they're, you know, and it's just like with death row. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're shoving 15 people into these cells. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a cell made for maybe if you put people, you know, standing up, side by side with nothing in it yeah you know yeah. you're talking about maybe having eight people in there yeah. possibly it was interesting i was watching a video of uh the tour company doing a tour and they were taking people down through there and they were talking to them about yeah this is the hole and this is the area and uh, you know they'd walk in they'd be like oh my god that room's tiny you know it's about the size of this and he would say yes but they stayed in half of this because each one held two people yeah that's why there's two doors. Yeah. And they were like, oh, my God. I mean, yeah. it was just unbelievable. There was a lot of people just came out of there absolutely batshit crazy. Well, th- I mean, yeah, and that, and that's the real torture, you know, is the mental torture, too. It's yeah. like, I would rather just kill me than put me down there. And that's what they know. They know people would rather just kill them, so what well, do they do? They put it down there. That was one thing I forgot to talk about when we were talking about executions that I thought was kind of interesting because I thought, okay, this place was open for 168 years, and they only executed 40 people? No, they actually executed more than that. What happened before uh, 1939, the local sheriff's department would execute the prisoners. They would take them out of the prison and actually execute them. Firing squad, Whatever, hang them, yeah. you know. I mean, they weren't burning at the stake or anything, but, you know. Who knows? Yeah, it was the actual local local police department, the sheriff's department, would actually execute these inmates. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it. You don't really know, uh, you don't really know, uh, like, the real, the real history. You know what I'm saying? You don't know if they actually, we can hear stories, but that's what everything. But until you live it. Uh, you know, I mean, who knows what they've done? Okay. Here's an interesting concept. Have you ever been in jail? No. I've been to jail one time uh, for something stupid. Uh, I was involved the sheep and some. Uh, yeah, it was it was really dirty, but <laughs> it, it was gross. But uh, anyway, I spent roughly three hours in a jail cell, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you three hours in a cell with two other guys. Um, and this was at a modern. Yeah. jail yeah this was at hillsborough yeah a okay, modern jail three hours seemed like a freaking eternity oh, it yeah, really man. did it really did um i was in there long enough that i got the, the i got blessed to be able to eat lunch <laughs> so they brought me the worst cheeseburger i've ever had in my freaking life and something on my tray that i couldn't even explain i don't 
I don't. Thank know you, what no it, French fries. I, I, I don't know what. No it was. curly fries, cheese sauce. <laughs> I'm just lucky I got something more than a bologna sandwich because, according to some of my other friends, you, that's usually all you get. I, I actually, just happen to be there on Burger Day. I actually like fried bologna sandwiches, which was gross, but I hate fried bologna but, sandwiches. But uh, yeah, you know, and it was kind of weird. I was in there with these two other guys, and we were telling stories, and you know, we were talking about, you know, it, it's a typical, hey man, hey brother, why are you in, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh well, you know, the I'm, sheep, I'm, and she I, said, yeah. But she's saying, uh, you know, no, I, I'm in for driving on a suspended <laughs> license, you know, and and they're like, oh yeah, I'm in because I I broke broke my neighbor's door window, and this other guy is like, yeah, they got me here for pornography. They, you know, my my daughter had some friends over, and the police came, and they found these pictures of their of her friends, you know, on uh, you know, in my daughter's room and stuff and they arrested me for it. And I'm like, wow, that sounds that sounds really screwed up. I mean, this guy was like, you know, I don't know. He looked like every everyday every joke, pedophile you know? ever drawn. He, every, yeah, I mean, he was a heavy set guy with a bald head, you know, and and the more I think about it, he he kind of looked like Uncle Fester, but Ooh. but then, you know, I don't know, it was like, I don't know, a week later. I see this guy's face pop up on the news, and I was like, hey, honey, that's the guy I was in jail with. And they're like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, so-and-so was just convicted of 17 different cases of child pornography. And I was uh, like, oh, my freaking God. And I was in a cell with this dude, and I was only like 17 at the time. Oh, is this your Rob Zombie days? <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would have fought. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I couldn't be there. So, yeah, I'm a jailbird. I couldn't be in That's the only time I've ever been to jail. The only Which time, is amazing. The only time I want to be in jail is whenever I go up there to check out Missouri State mm, Penitentiary. Or some caged heat or something like that. I have been caged. I have been in a cage before. Locked no, in a caged cage. heat was oh, a yeah, porno, know, you know, know, prison. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Though. I have been I have, I have been locked in a cage, though, with another <coughs> with another human being trying to trying kill to. me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have. You Multiple have. Multiple times. You have. So, I mean, granted, we both knew what we were doing, and we both signed up for it. So, so I mean, it is what it is. Sometimes you just got to deal with it. But as far as the prison goes, yeah, this one, I mean, I just watched another uh, an episode of something today, and they were at the, um, oh, that show Kindred Spirits. Okay. Which I like it. You know, yeah. they don't hardly yeah. ever find any evidence, which is cool because that means I'm not bullshitting you. Right, right. But sometimes they do. But anyway, they were at um, another Liberty, Missouri, at the good the Oddfellows house. I think it was the name of it, the Oddfellows. <laughs> and um, it's like a Cedar Society or some shit. Okay. And it's in Liberty, Missouri. The house is in Liberty, Missouri. And this is their new episode, so it's new, fairly new yeah, that yeah. I've been there. <clears throat> but <clears throat> I'm going back to the whole thing about these places holding that energy and holding that uh, that that feeling. And I'm not necessarily talking about holding the spirit of something, but just holding that feeling Holding that um, negative energy or the positive energy, even some rooms make right. you feel good, you know. Um, so it's not necessarily saying that. There, now, don't get me wrong. I think this place is definitely haunted. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's way too many people and way too many evidence. Too much evidence that's not right. Um, but I think there are a lot of places that just hold just just the feelings of things. You know what I mean? Right. You may not see a ghost or nothing, but yeah. you feel a certain way when you walk in there. Yeah, you know, and um, uh, can I tell a quick story about yeah, you were ahead. talking about cell forty eight while ago? There's also another cell, uh, cell seventy six, I think it is. Um, <clears throat> it was kind of an interesting story. It was told from the tour guide's perspective, 
And basically, he had said he had this woman on his tour that they had went into all these places, and when they got to the A-Hall, she would not cross the threshold of A-Hall. And he kept trying to coax her in, you know, come on, let's go, you know. And she's like, no, I don't want to go in there. And and he didn't understand. He was like, you know, come on, you know, we're going to finish out the tour in here and, you know, talk about some different stuff. And she's like... She's like, no, I don't want to go in there. And, and finally, he got her to tell him why. And she said, well, because when I looked in here a while ago, there was a man standing up there on the catwalk. And he was just outside that cell door there. And he was leaning over with his hands on the railing. And I got, she said, looking at him, he you know, was dressed in a white T-shirt and the brown slacks and it looked like part of his head had been like he had been beat up or whatever. Um, And the tour guide was like, Oh my God. So the tour guide then told the story of that cell belonged to this inmate. um, And he, he was bludgeoned to death inside that cell. Uh, They had basically caved his skull in. Yeah inside that cell and he said interestingly enough the day before this happened they had a bird fly into the prison and it landed on the railing of that cell it was a pigeon and it landed on the railing right outside that cell and after it landed there it fell to the ground and was dead what (laughs) he's he's like so the story that this woman told me made perfect sense to me wow that's crazy yeah, I mean, and you know, not only something we didn't really talk about is the suicides. Yeah. You yeah. know, a lot I'm of sure people hung themselves them. in there. A lot of them. And I mean... Well, during the riot, so uh, the riots, they said that once... they, I mean, they called in everybody during these riots of 19, 1959. These prisoners basically got a hold of the keys from the guards that they beat up, and they ran down the hallway unlocking every cell, letting all the inmates out of, the, out of their cells... And they said that during these riots, they called in. It was the Jefferson. So it was all the guards that were there. It was the Jefferson County or Jefferson County, the Jefferson City Police Department, Sheriff's Department was there. Uh, The Missouri State Highway Patrol was there. Uh, They called in the police department from St. Louis, St. Charles, and there was somewhere else that showed up. The National Guard from Missouri was there. And they went in and had to rile these prisoners in. And during that time, so there were four prisoners that were killed. There were close to 50 that were wounded. That were wounded. And there were a couple that committed suicide during that whole thing. Wow. So, and they said that that, once they got out of their cells, they started tearing the place up and setting fires. And they set fires all over this place. And... They caused almost $5 million worth of damage to the property. Man. And this was in 1959. Yeah. $5 million in 1959 by today's standards, probably 10 or 15. 15, million, I was going to say. Right, probably around 15,000 or million. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Wow. That's freaking crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, pl- this these places hold. They hold that, man. A lot it's of a, negative energy. In and this. that's the cool stuff about it. That's why I can't wait to go visit this place. I can't wait. Because I, if I can swing it, I really want to do the uh, the over, overnight, overnight yeah. Um, yeah. investigations. Yeah. And 
Um, I think we can do it. It's only money. Yeah. It's only money, man. Only money and nerves of steel. Balls of steel. Sorry. That was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> throwing wrenches at people. <laughs> Oh, oh no, sorry. you're talking about dodgeball. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. That was dodgeball. Chicken dodge run, chicken dodge ball. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Never mind. Sorry, guys. We're a little loopy. Yeah. But uh, I shouldn't have had those two shots of whiskey before I came in here. <laughs> I shouldn't be drinking this vodka out of this water bottle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but Nobody anyway, guys. It. <laughs> so that was our little... Um, this will be our first one. Like I said, we're, we're going to do another episode on... Um, the Missouri State Penitentiary. Yeah, we really want to go up there and visit the place yes. and then do a rundown after. Because we're hoping, and if we get EVPs, we're going to put our EVPs in here. Yeah. We're going to add those to it. and yeah. Or any audio. And if Ryan gets something in the A-hole, he's going to share that with you. You guys will hear me scream like a little baby girl. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant A-hole. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely uh, going to, just in case, I'm carrying some Vaseline with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a butt plug. <laughs> I better wear one of those... Uh, those male garters, or whatever they're called. <laughs> Chastity belt. Chastity belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, guys, I think we're going to end this one, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was an interesting topic. We were kind of worried. Well, I was kind of worried we'd have enough uh, to talk about. I mean, there, there's so much more information out there that you guys could dig up. Uh, yeah, we don't want to talk about too much. We didn't want to, like, just leave you guys with nothing but history on it. Right. So we kind of wanted to do right. some more of the... Uh, the hauntings and stuff y- like you know that. if you google search missouri state penitentiary there is a ton of ghost tour information out there yes i'm on uh, facebook has a lot of the i'm actually on a facebook um thing group where it tell, tells me when they're having sends me a little hey yeah. ghost tours coming up do you want to yeah. go blah, oh, yeah. blah. so yeah we're gonna go for sure and then once we do that i'm hoping we get some evps and some shit and we're gonna put it on our, our episode when we do that it's gonna yeah. be a little bit from now but you know, it's yeah. it's in the works. There's a lot It'll of things cool. going on. It'd be cool. It's going to be cool, cool guys. Cool. So um, hit us up on Facebook and uh, let us know some stuff. Send us an email. Yeah, the Horror Chronicles podcast at gmail.com. Give us some ideas of what you want to hear about. Anything you guys want to talk about as far as this stuff goes, let us know so we'll we'll jump on it. You know, we yeah. need ideas. We got plenty of ideas of our own, but we want to know what you guys want to hear. Yeah. So um, let us know. And uh, so until next time, everybody. Keep it creepy. Mm-hmm.